0: Let me ask you, how long do we have to fix global warming?
1: Uh, it depends on whether we care if all the animals die.
0: Well, since we're one of the animals.
1: I don't know. You want a concrete number? Is that a rhetorical question? 42? It's somewhat
0: rhetorical because they, they did that report that said uh, 2030-ish, I think, that we need to fix our emissions. Clearly, we are not going to do that. Agreed? Yeah. Okay. Um, you ever read a book called cat's cradle cat's cradle is by Kurt Vonnegut. And it starts out with the, uh, the author saying like, here's the thing that happened in the few days before the world ended. And at at the end of the book, uh, the world is ending as uh mystery substance is coming down from the sky. And when you touch it, you freeze like a statue and you die. And it's frozen all the oceans and everything. And it's just killing everyone. And, uh, and people come to this one religious leader named Bokanon, and they ask him, what's happening? What is uh, God's will in this scenario? Like, what should we do about the, you know, giant death tornadoes? And Bokanon tells them, uh, clearly, God is trying to kill you. So you might as well not make a big fuss about it.
1: So your idea this is, my is nihilism?
0: <laughs> no. No, my, my idea is that we uh, put an expiration date on civilization. If we don't fix oncoming ecological catastrophes in, say, 15 years, which we won't, then I say we call it done for all of human civilization. Maybe spend two years getting ready, cut all production except for fuel and food and a couple other necessities, medicine probably, and then after that, give everybody a recommended kill yourself by date, and everybody just has a party until the food runs out.
1: Okay. That's a real... It's a graceful
0: exit for humankind.
1: Um, do you have kids? No. Okay. (laughs) Was that a philosophical choice? Like, I don't want to bring kids into this world because of environmental stuff, or...
0: I'm divorced, so I probably missed the window. Uh, I probably would have been open to it at some point. But the thing is... Like, we're talking about a 17-year lead-up. Like, if you have a one-year-old now, they'll be an adult by the fulfillment of this plan.
1: So they can still party. They'll be old enough to uh, have wild parties before they...
0: Yeah. And you'll have 15 years to not have kids on purpose. So I think that that solves that. Because the thing is that the more shit goes wrong, the worse the living situation is going to be for everybody who's left. And it's going to continue to get worse for your children and grandchildren until we either solve the problem or declare that we've done the best we can do.
1: Uh, <laughs> you're a barrel of sunshine, aren't you? Um, yes. Yeah. I don't see it as gloomy as you do. I'm I'm like a techno-optimist. I think we'll move all of our polluting factories to the moon and shit like that. So I think we'll turn it all around. Maybe not by 2030. Uh, which they say oh, it has to be resolved by then, but that's probably bullshit.
0: Well, I think that it's like we have to cut our emissions down to nothing by 2030. Or else what? Like, or else all the coastlines flood and the temperature of the places that are already hot goes up so much that no one can live there. And huge areas of the world that are used to grow food can no longer be used to grow food. Yeah. And then the rest of us are dealing with uh, all of the people who are fleeing the places that flooded or got too hot. So the infrastructure is super heavily overloaded by like Floridian refugees.
1: Yeah, I I don't think it'll still be that bad. I mean, it'll suck for poor countries, but the U.S. can handle Floridian refugees.
0: I don't know. There's like 20 million of them and like 4 million Syrians managed to screw up like all of the Middle East and Europe. So 4 million Floridians would probably, like, screw up half the United States.
1: I guess a lot more, like, beer guts heading north, whatever Florida's known for. Weird, well, I mean, they're going to have crimes. to head north because
0: it's too far to boat to Cuba.
1: Eating people's faces. There'll be, like, face-eatings in Canada.
0: Yeah, and we could either deal with all of that catastrophe... Because, I mean, that's not going to happen in 30 years. That's going to happen over the course of the next 80 years after that. But by, like, 2050, we're going to have a serious problem. But what if we called it by 2050? You give people a window to solve all the problems that need to be solved right now. And you make an assessment at the end whether or not that's been done. And if not, then commit to a short period of the highest quality of living for everybody who's left rather than a prolonged period of suffering for the people who have to deal with all the problems.
1: So there's a weird incentive structure here where you want that sort of Damocles or whatever, like scaring people into action. But then if they don't do anything, they get years of wild partying. So they're almost rewarded for inaction.
0: Yeah, but if we solved all the problems and came up with an egalitarian techno future of superabundance, that resolves all the environmental issues, then you can have that party on the forever. Eh. You you can have the ongoing high quality of life. But at some point, the experts are going to say it's too late to do anything.
1: I kind of would rather have a three-year wild party and go out with a bang than work a 60-hour work week on a fancy moon base for the rest of my life with high stress and whatever
0: Yeah, and think of it, if we don't solve the problems, then you'll be working a 60-hour work week while dealing with Floridian refugees, and there'll be no party. Yeah. So let's just make the best of the time that we have and stop having babies. If we solve the problems in a dozen years, then the young people can go right back to it. It'll probably cause a necessary drop in the aging population, but that helps deal with the load on the infrastructure as it is.
1: Okay, I'm not with you, but...
0: You're not with me on everyone killing themselves in about 18 years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, shocking to not be for that.
0: (laughs) What, you must have kids or something. No. Yeah, well, then what's your problem?
1: I I, I think we'll be fine.
0: We're going to have a three-year period before we run out of food where it's like a combination of Burning Man and The Purge.
1: I don't know. I think factory farming, Dubai already grows like 40 to 60 percent of all of their food in like indoor farms. And so I think within 20 or 30 years, I mean, we'll have like fancy indoor farming. So it doesn't really matter where the humans are.
0: I think that you're right in that those problems are solvable, that we could just build giant greenhouses that provided enough food for everybody. We could quit eating meat. We can switch all of the cars to hydrogen-powered and produce all the hydrogen with nuclear power. But we don't even but- have
1: to solve the global warming problem. We just solve moving people around problem and moving farms around problem and then deal with the global <laughs> warming problem in the long term. Gregor, are you, are you saying something? Yeah, I don't know what the uh, the new... Like
0: end date is, I know that it moves back every couple of years after we catch up to it, and then then they push it back to another like fifteen, twenty years until like everybody's going to die on their own anyways. Because that always sort of has to be looming out there in the uh, sort of the near to far. Like I don't know, it always seems to be out about fifteen, twenty years when they're telling us that everything's going to be over. I remember when twenty fifteen came and went. I think it's like what you just said, Tom. We'll be fine. <laughs> I can't get all wrapped up in the hysteria of it just because that's what it is. We're not going to have the seashores rushing in like, the what was the movie, 2012, or the day after tomorrow. It's not going to be anything like that. That's not to say that the climate's not changing, but the climate's always been changing, and people have always sort of adjusted to it. People used to live in the yeah. desert. They still live in Those the desert. Those adapted being dead.
1: Like I said, I think, yeah, people in Bangladesh are going to be fucked when the seas rise but rich countries will be fine. Global warming, sea rise, is that going to affect the Great Lakes at all? That sounds like a dumb question, but (laughs) I've read articles that, like, northern Canada, there's so much glaciers, like, sitting on the land. When those glaciers melt, like, the whole plate of North America will, like, bend. And so, like... Florida will like sink even farther because it's like a plate where there's a heavy thing on the northern part, which is the frozen ice. And then once that heavy thing goes away, that part of the plate that was being lowered down is going to raise up. And so the warmer side of the plate, the tectonic plate will lower down like Florida, Mississippi, like I don't know if it's all one plate or whatever, but shit like that that you don't really think about. With global warming. So maybe like the Great Lakes will like sink farther south or something weird like that.
0: But if the ocean rose and started pouring into the Great Lakes, that would be an issue. The thing oh, is, I feel like that. you're being dismissive of the people in Florida and the people in Bangladesh. Just because we live in what happens to be a decent place to stay during the uh, slow melt apocalypse of global warming and such.
1: Um, I think... A big problem is that houses are attached to the ground. There would be no concept of refugees if people weren't stupid and built their houses attached to ground. I've done a few episodes of my podcast on that and how we should have modular skyscrapers and you can like take your shipping crate size house and just move it around all the time. Then there wouldn't be refugees because there's no reason to attach a house to ground if you're not growing shit in the ground it's just a legacy thoughtless holdover from primitive technologies where we didn't have high tech materials and self driving cars and shit that can robots that can move shit around and so yeah i think that type type of technology is pretty simple it's just convincing people to want it is the problem yeah
0: no i wasn't saying that the problems are unsolvable i'm saying that we will not solve them We have a ruling class that has no interest in it, and uh, they spent years and years and years convincing as many ordinary people as possible that there was nothing wrong. And so the amount of turnaround that we need to make uh, complete change in the way we live is incredibly unrealistic at this point. But I like the idea of everybody's houses getting picked up by water and floating away. Like, they aren't destroyed by floods, they just become boats. And then uh, then we live in water worlds.
1: Yeah, my idea wasn't quite that silly, the modular houses. and.
0: Yeah, but if I lived in a house that had no basement and no foundation, then it could just very well float away in a big flood. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay, I, I think we're done with your idea.
0: I've made everyone sad.
1: Yes. I, I personally would rather try to convince people to live in mobile houses and have modular factory farms than to murder them all. <laughs>
0: But maybe that's I, just me. That anyone get murdered. I suggest that we give a suggestion time for uh, when it's a good time to off yourself because we're out of the food that we stockpiled.
1: Okay, so you just use mind tricks to get them to no, kill I themselves. Mean, if you want to
0: not kill yourself at the end and just deal with the scenario, then you could live in Mad Max and it'll be fun. <laughs>